This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. Malaysian-based venture capital firm Ficus Capital recently announced its intent to continue investing in Malaysian and Southeast Asian startups with global growth potential. With its flagship 60 million ringgit fund, Ficus C, the world's first Sharia-compliant venture capitalist, is looking for revolutionary, sustainable and purpose-driven startups that are bringing impact to the environment, social and governance in a sustainable way. It recently invested $400,000 in Assembler, Indonesia's revolutionary augmented reality platform company that helps users to create AR content via its web-based platform. I'm here with a CEO and co-founder, Hasbi Ashadik, uh, who is based out in Bandung. Nice to be speaking to you, Hasbi. Nice meeting you, Freda. Thank you so much for having me. So when I visited the website, it was so interesting, right? But how did you, you know, even start thinking about doing this? So maybe it's uh, yeah reference to like 10 years ago, back in previous experience. So I was working with a um, lot of it, uh, 3D softwares. So I create some visualizations to help uh, engineering uh, companies to visualize some yeah technical stuff in 3D visualizations. Back then, I do some research on the augmented reality. Maybe some of you guys uh, haven't heard what is augmented reality. Uh, Augmented reality is a technology to help to visualize object in 3D format, but it is shown in front of us in the real world, something like that. So back then, I did some research and together with my colleague, uh, we create some prototype basically to create some flashcard. It's a very simple flashcard, like A, B, C, like that, uh, alphabet. And to show the user that you can scan a card, and then when user scan that card, it will pop up. For instance, if you scan the A card, it pop up like a, an ends with the 3D anima- animated ends like that. And then B for bear, C for cow, something like that. That's simple. And then um, in 2014, I went to... Uh, I joined the exhibitions in the US uh, called Augmented World Expo. So it's the only exhibitions about augmented reality technology uh, in the world back then. Uh, one of the biggest, I think the biggest one. And we exhibit there uh, simply to showcase what we create, right? So uh, we want to benchmark what we do back then and to see where we are in the market. So uh, it turned out we had a lot of good um, response from the audience uh, back then and uh, yeah, good good feedbacks uh, overall. And then when we were back to Indonesia, we yeah, I feel like, okay, let's make it serious. <laughs> so we, we create some flashcard and then long story short, um, we successfully sold more than 1 million deck of cards to 60 countries and made a lot of uh, progress in many, many things uh, in terms of the technology, uh, the the company, et cetera, et cetera. But that was starting in 2014 to 2017. In 2017, I was thinking, what if we open this technology to people? So instead of us creating those experience, uh, which is very limited, right? Because we very, very uh, small team. What if we create the technology that empower user to, to be able to create themselves? But then the problem is immersive technology is not that simple. Augmented reality, virtual reality, or metaverse, it is very, very complex. It is 
multidisciplinary, right? It needed a lot of resources from multidisciplines. And that's the problem, right? And then from there, we start to prototyping, create some kind of editor to somehow allow you to create AR without having to do some coding. You, do, you don't have to do coding. You don't have to do 3D modeling, 3D animations. You don't have to do all the hard stuff, basically. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. when I went on the site, I was like, oh, something I can do. And that's a miracle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's our patience because we want to make it uh, easy for everyone, basically. Because this technology is very interesting. Yeah. Right. It's okay. I, I'm I'm just listening to you, and I'm listening. And you're based in Bandung, right? And I'm thinking of technology and finding the talent. Why have you? I guess this is where you're from. Uh, is it a challenge finding talent? Is it you know what what are the challenges just being in Bandung? Um. Yeah, it's kind of challenging, but since we are on a quite niche industry, niche technology, right? It's not that challenging uh, because some people are very specialized uh, in like in this technology, right? So we didn't have to rebutan, gitu, apa ya, rebutan, uh, yeah, talent with with other startups with uh, yeah different uh, with the different tech stack something like that. So yeah. So you are able to find the, the right talent in Bandung itself? Yeah, no problem. Yeah. And how big is your team right now? Um, we are 30 people. So, yeah, and growing. Okay, so the other thing as well is I know that you are focused on businesses, personal users and students, right? Where do you see AR being used in these three aspects? For businesses, for personal users and for students? Sure. So... Yeah, since this tool is quite uh, flexible, right, for everyone to use for whatever uh, purpose. But if we categorize it, uh, it actually uh, divided into two big sectors. Number one is education. The second one is businesses. So in education, uh, usually teacher use assembler to visualize um, subjects, especially science. Uh, they can visualize like solar systems or cell, uh, structure of the bones, structure of the dinosaur something like that so it's, it's very very interesting because it's really visual right uh, animated uh, interactive collaborative so people uh, student and teacher love it so much and yeah instead of yeah just watching a video or listening to it's it's much more alive much more interactive and and, and fun and the second success is the businesses uh, so businesses usually used for two purposes number one is to for external use like a campaign uh, product knowledge right uh, so they some of them create some uh, visualization of their products and also they sometimes they use it for internal use for training for instance most of the our client from enterprise are using assembler to visualize their machines for instance to yeah for for uh training uh, proposes internal training proposes yeah right and you've got clients uh, in how many countries now mostly coming from Indonesia but we also have some clients from the Europe and also North America in the USA yeah addresses uh, around Southeast Asia right and it's available in English it is it is available okay. in English in Bahasa Indonesia Bahasa, Bahasa Indonesia also uh, for the assembly EDU So yeah, we have we have three main products, right? Summer Edu, Summer Studio, and Summer Metaverse. Sorry, if you ask uh, like how, how many countries, I think it's more than 100 countries that use that use our platform, Summer Studio. So 
A lot of okay. Lot of okay. Now, now uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about you know how you managed to get funding from FICUS and all that, but uh, and linking all of that together. Uh, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. I'm here with Hasbi Ashadeg from Assembler. Stay tuned to Open for Business BFM 89.9. Budding Fresh Ministers, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Open for Business. I'm here with uh, Hasbi Ashadik from uh, Assembler, A-S-S-E-M-B-L-R. They dropped one E. He's the CEO and co-founder, and this is the revolutionary augmented reality platform company that helps users to create AR content via its web-based platform. Um, so who is your other co-founder? How many co-founders are there? We are three of us. Uh, I have two co-founders. One is uh, yeah, Anita, used to see her. Uh, she is the chief creative, and then the CTO, uh, Rissander, uh, Chief Technology Officer. Yeah. And so so you you do the, the running around. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm the chief so, everything. <laughs> you chief everything officer. So, yeah. now, okay, so you managed to get funding from FICUS, uh, mm-hmm. Southeast Asia. And, you know, and of course, they are looking at be, uh, investing in revolutionary, sustainable and purpose-driven startups, right? Of course, I guess what you're doing is very revolutionary. And how would you say you will be purpose-driven? Is it because there's a focus with the youth? Yeah, because we want to help user to visualize their information better, whether the context it is uh, educational or for businesses to drive their customer to understand better about their, their their products, to help students to understand better about the subjects like uh, yeah, science subjects, STEM, stuff like that. And uh, by the end of the day, it is a tool. It depends on how you use it. But again, there's a lot of sectors that can ben- benefit my, our technology. What was what was surprising for you? I know you've got various packages, but the one is the, you know the free, and then of course the different packages. What has been most popular? Do people, so of course, start with the free, and then they realize, hey, I actually want more of this, you know? And what has surprised you? So yeah, we are a freemium. Basically, you can start with free. Um, maybe to to make it simpler, uh, assembler is like Canva but for 3D and AR, right? So if you, you if you use Canva, you, you understand, right? Like uh, you can create design by simply drag and drop and then, but the difference with Assembler is it is 3D. So you can drag and drop a 3D model and then uh, visualize it. So the pricing is also similar like Canva. So basically you can start free. If you want to have access to all the library, the exclusive library, you can subscribe. So everything will be unlocked. But uh, if you don't want to, we also have like a single purchase. So for instance, if you only need a monkey model, for instance, you just purchase that monkey. <laughs> so you don't have to <laughs> to subscribe to unlock everything. It's just quite flexible. You can subscribe or uh, you, can, you can purchase one by one, something like that. Okay. Now I was looking at the website and the numbers could have changed. It says here that you have more than 2 million projects created globally. Now, is there a target or source, you know, where you, you know, uh, that kind of thing in terms of projects? It is generated by the users globally. So the 2 million projects. Yeah. So we are very happy with what is turned out because uh, more and more people use it and 
uh, we see that the project is getting better. Uh, it's getting better in terms of the aesthetical and the interactivity factors, the informative. It's very, very pleasing to see our user create a very, very appealing um, augmented reality experiences. And uh, yeah, the numbers keep growing. Okay. And, and you know, when you when you did this as well, right, um, uh, do you see other people doing this? Or, or I haven't seen anything, but then maybe I'm not in the space. But do you see any competition? Uh, currently, not really in Southeast Asia, especially. Um, there are some augmented reality company uh, in the region, but most of them are service-based. So basically, they create uh, bespoke solutions for a specific clients and that's it. And the difference with us is quite uh, fundamental because we develop the software, right? Uh, the, the, the software and, and the software is running on the browser. So you don't have to download anything. You can jump straight, uh, jump straight in and then you can start making some visualizations uh, but there are some um, noticeable uh, competitors from uh, from Australia from Europe and from the US uh, but uh, we quite we are quite strong and we are quite confident that we can we can dominate the right <laughs> the market share in our I have, I have to so. say it's the ease of use when I was just looking at it, it was it was you know ease of use and it was wasn't intimidating which was you know one of the things that uh, okay so you got your your funding from from um, Ficus right what was the funding used for was it to create you know elements of tools was it marketing what was the main purpose of the funding. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll use it for mainly uh, to continue, of course, to develop our technology because it has a lot of elements to complete, basically. And then we will we'll, uh, also use the fund for uh, to grow our resource, especially on the uh, growth team. Where we have to hire some business intelligence, data analysts, digital marketing, because again, our audience is uh, yeah, it's coming from all over the world. So uh, the 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 most effective way to approach them is through digital marketing and to analyze the user behavior. So there'll be uh, yeah some quite spending on that resources also. And go-to-market strategy, uh, which is uh, to acquire some media, KOL, uh, and do some, yeah, marketing. Okay. So you were saying that, you know, getting more talent in business intelligence. So I guess in a country of 300 million, it's not a problem finding those people in, in, within Indonesia. Yeah, it is many, many. and uh, But it's quite tricky to find the right fit, right? So, yeah, it's a process. So. I know Assembler is an alumnus of various renowned international accelerators, which include the Techstars, Hub71, Facebook Accelerator, and Plug and Play. Now, I, and I guess, how have all these accelerator programs that you've participated helped you in your business or helped you grow uh, this business? Uh, yeah, they are quite helpful because, yeah, we got uh, mentorship, right? We got access to network, a quite strong network from our partners, investors. And that help us grow, that help us reach the region that if we do it alone, it's <laughs> it will require a lot of effort. But thanks to them, uh, they, they connect us with a very, very uh, strategic partners and to open the door in their region, something like that. So it's very, very helpful for us. Yeah. Okay, so I went on the website, this BLR coin. Uh, what is the BLR coin? 
<laughs> so BLR is the BLR, like the the last three words in our assembler, and BL, BL blur. We call it blur. So blur is uh, our also is our mascot. It's like a 3D mascot, and yeah, we're looking for the idea to name our coin. But basically, it's not a cryptocurrency. It's only like an app purchases uh, type of currency. So we call it blur coin. Okay. <laughs> so, well, who knows? One day it could be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah seeing the the metaverse advancement, uh, Web three, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, oh yeah, who knows? We'll consider to move to that space. Okay. Also. Yeah. So I guess what's in for you know for the rest of the year, and you know, is there anything that you want to bring up that I haven't asked you yet? So one of the biggest maybe announcement this year in terms of our product will be Assembler World, Assembler Metaverse. So we are running on beta, beta versions. Uh, this February we will start to launch our our metaverse with at least 10 IPs, big IPs in Indonesia. So they will have some kind of like virtual spaces where their uh, IPs can invite their customer, their audience into that uh, metaverse, into their metaverse to do some yeah, activities, something like that. And of course, the advancements of Summer Studio, uh, we will open the marketplace for 3D artists out there who want to submit their 3D model and start selling in our platform, they can also do it. So we'll have some kind of like profit sharing model for the 3D artists out there. So, yeah. Right. And I want to ask a little bit about the Indonesian uh, startup and scale up space, right? How uh, how supportive or how proactive is, I guess, the, the, the government uh, in helping you? Or if it's not government, this is the private sector, you know, the the... What's the, what's the feeling there? Because I only can hear from the Malaysian perspective and a little bit about the Singapore perspective. I don't know much about Indonesia. Yeah, uh, there are some programs that are running by the government. It's quite helpful to help start up to find their product market fit, at least. The ecosystem is growing uh, day by day, uh, not only centered uh, like Jakarta, uh, in Jakarta or in Bandung, but also in Yogyakarta, Surabaya, uh, some yeah, other uh, area also um, all over Indonesia. It's it's growing, and the spirit is is there from from the youth that they want to solve problems. Uh, they want they have their ideas. They, there are some incubators also in Indonesia that to uh, to join to somehow validate your your products, your startup. So it's it's quite quite good ecosystem here in Indonesia, and it keep growing. So yeah. I'm very excited to see what's going to be developing out of Assembler. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Has been Ashadik from Assembler. You've been listening to Open for Business. I'm Frida Liu, BFM 89.9. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.